0: Day Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting
1: on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my
0: voice, you're listening to Welcome Home podcast on the DVC.
1: Hello and welcome home! Thank you for joining us on episode 231 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom I'm here with Trevor. We actually don't oh. have Damon.
2: <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, D- dad mode strikes again. Uh,
1: yeah, so I know I Damon <laughs> kind of... He's being on the show to talk about his trip. And, and who knows? He might show up. You never know with Damon. But, yeah,
2: he, he's um, just... Right in the middle of
1: it with his kids, right? Like, yeah, it, it is what it is. <laughs> he's got one. Of, he's got one of those weekends where we've, we had to move stuff around to make this work. And even then it didn't work for him. So, you know, it's, it, it, you know, it is what it is. Right. So yep. <laughs> especially this time of year with all the sports going on and everything, it just, it can be a little bit challenging. So, um, but hopefully we'll have Damon, you know, either somehow randomly in the second half of the show or, uh <laughs> or next week. So, <laughs> but Instead of Damon, we do have Jody from DVC Resale Market joining us. Uh, And Jody, thanks for joining the show again.
0: Thanks for having me. It's always fun.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell, we have a, you know, we always have new listeners coming in. And so some of them might not know who you are. So could you talk a little, just a little bit about your background and and what you do and, and, you know, what your experience is?
0: Sure. Um, I work with the DVC resale market. And I, of course, started working at the Disney Vacation Club as a sales guide there. Did that for about five years. And then um, when this company DVC resale market started, I was their first official employee. So I've seen a lot of growth and changes. And it's been a fun ride for sure.
1: Gone from a, a, a tiny company to a, a giant conglomerate.
0: <laughs> yeah, mom and pop to this. Yes, for sure. I mean, we were really working on just bare basics, so it's been really fun, and uh, you know, you learn a lot too, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, I so mean, Jody, fun. we were actually just talking the other day. You know, we we've, we've partnered with with World of DVC slash DVC resale market now for, I don't know, probably the five years, and and all of a sudden our, our listeners are like, wait. DVC resale market sells tickets. (laughs) Like we had no idea that you guys sell park tickets and like discounted park tickets. It was a whole new thing that we were completely unaware of. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a newer program. So don't feel bad that you didn't know. Yeah. We've, (laughs) we've got, um, you know, they're doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff with, um, You know, the travel agency component of it where you could do swaps and trades and use your points for cruises and all of that, um, which has always been something you couldn't do if you bought resale. And it really wasn't a good value when you use it in that respect with Disney. But with our trades, it's more user friendly. And then, yeah, now you can um, definitely go to our site and get information on discounted tickets for the parks, Universal and, and Disney.
1: What about Pe- what about Peppa Pig Land? Can I get a
0: <laughs> I'll check oh, no. on that for you.
1: Tom's done his once in a lifetime
2: trip to Peppa Pigland, so oh. I think
1: he's good. <laughs> we, uh, you say once in a lifetime, Trevor, but my daughter asks me all the time, she goes she goes, Daddy, can we go back to Peppa Pig? And I'm like oh, no. I mean we we did a whole <laughs> week at Disney and all you're talking about is Peppa Pig. Come on now. <laughs>
0: like oh, the, the kids always do that. I went to um one time when we were in Paris, and they have this. I don't know if anyone's ever been there, but by the Louvre. Oh, and here's my gardener with the blower. I'm so sorry <laughs> okay. right outside about
1: my it. window. All good. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> just right on cue, like you yeah, That's okay. ask. There goes.
0: Um, uh, and they have the cheesiest carnival you've ever seen in your life out by the by the Louvre. And this is when I still worked for the Disney Vacation Club, had free tickets, could you know go in whenever I want. And yep. I, we probably spent two hundred dollars on tickets for them to ride these just God awful, you know, roller, <laughs> not even roller coasters. They were awful. So yes, this is, it's like, you know, they always joke about the Christmas presents with kids. They play with the box and not they the, the yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so well, toys.
1: This, this is no offense to Peppa Pig land. It was, it was cute, <laughs> right? but it also, the rides there were kind of off the shelf, like carnival rides that they just yeah. threw some, some Peppa Pig theming onto, which is fine. My daughter loved it, but I'm just like, can you appreciate the Disney thing a little more, <laughs> like right. which she does she wants to go back to Disney World, too, but she just is still talking about Peppa Pigland too, so I you know well,
0: they're little, they like that stuff, I, It's just it's, funny, hard yeah, for us true. to understand, but yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so so yeah, so jody, uh, we we actually got quite a lot of questions for you, um but i I wanted to start though, just kind of. The state of the D- of the resale market of DVC in general. I-, I have seen reports that that the, as people call it, the rofer monster has has reawoken, and they are starting to buy contracts back again. and And I don't know if you can give us kind of a general kind of rundown on what's going on. I think that would be uh, that would be good.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, out of the blue, because you know, in case for those that didn't know, they'd only bought back four year to date as of a couple of weeks ago, right? Four all year. So so
1: for eight months of the year, they only bought four total contracts. It's just crazy. Like what were they averaging before that? Do you know? Like, I mean, Oh,
0: the year before that it was the biggest year ever. I don't remember exactly how many, but it was like a, I want to say like a 30% buyback, which is unheard of. Might've. Yeah. It was right around that. And then, um, just, uh, the other day we got notice of three, you know, three buybacks. You know, I know that that's not a lot, but, It it was just a little, you know, kind of sparked a little interest, kind of, you know, sparked our interest because it had been so long. And the four that they had bought back before were all um, Copper Creek. And this one was Two Animal Kingdoms and a Grand Floridian. So just kind of you wonder what are what are they doing? But they bought back three. I mean, it's not. You know, they haven't um, opened the floodgates yet, but we kind of, you know, wonder if, you know, before the end of the year, um, their fiscal year, are they going to use some money and buy back some contracts? And, you know, obviously, if they do, that changes the dynamic of the resale market tremendously, especially the last year when they were really one of the biggest buyers of resale. Um, So, it you know, it definitely eats up the inventory and then you get out of balance again um, prices go up and all of that. So, um, hopefully, you know, it's nice that they buy some back, right. It, ke- it keeps everything in balance. It's just when it gets to be too extreme one way or the other, that's not necessarily a great thing. Um, but we shall see. It's, it's interesting.
1: I think a lot of people probably don't realize that Disney's, f- uh, fiscal year ends in the third quarter. Right. So like, yes, <laughs> so they're a little bit different, right. But, um, yes.
0: And that's why last year in the fall, we saw um, such, such, that was like the big push. I mean, we were getting, you know, it seemed like 50 a week, just we were getting hit left and right. I mean, again, it's, it's, you know, for salespeople um, and sellers, it's not a, it's not a bad problem, but you know, you do feel bad for buyers who, you know, there were some that were on their fifth try, you know, and then you feel bad for them, but it's, it's tiring and you get your hopes up, but at the end of the day, they end up. They did end up getting what they wanted and um, saved money doing so. So I, I think it's worth it, but you just gotta you gotta be prepared that it could happen. But I think buyers still have a really good chance right now. It is a an excellent time to buy. We've got great deals. They haven't started snatching things up yet. I mean, they bought back three. Are they gonna buy? You know, is this the beginning of them buying a bunch back? Maybe we don't know. But if they do, it, it will affect. Availability and pricing, so um it is definitely a very good time to buy right now for sure so
1: so you're saying it's a buyer's market right now or is there, are we yeah. are we there okay so we're in a buyer's yeah. market not to because I was going to say i you know I have a search out there with your with your app right, and I get alerts mm-hmm. for a specific animal kingdom uh U and I got an alert the other day, it was a hundred and fifty point contract or something like that. I was like, Oh, now I'm available. And like within five minutes, I got the uh, the other alert saying it was sold. And I was like, Woo, man, they must <laughs> there must be a high demand for contracts at the moment if they're they're moving that quick within five minutes. Like, well, good point. Yeah.
0: Um it's it's not all of our contracts unfortunately are moving that quick, but we did okay. um, we did run the promotion. I don't know if you saw it, the red hot deal promotion. It does end at the end of August. And it was a push to sort of um, help with the inventory that is piling up. We, you know, we don't want an imbalance one way or the other, as I mentioned. And so we had this red hot deal where the contracts had to be listed 10% or more, but at least 10% less than what our, you know, um, estimator said. And, but it was full price only. So like, Yesterday, I sold a double point Animal Kingdom for $110 per point. So, and it sold super fast. I don't know if that, well, that, um,
1: it it um, might, it actually (laughs) might have been that one. Uh, (laughs) yeah. yeah, I actually, I didn't look at the details of it. I just saw, you know, the alert and it said, like, you know, it said Animal Kingdom. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, before I even had a chance to look at it, it was already gone. So I was like, okay, well,
0: I guess I'm not going to look
1: at it now. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, if, if they're, so with these, good deals and not necessarily everything that's not a red hot deal doesn't mean it's not a great deal. Um, Some people might just say, well, I want to leave it open for negotiation, but they're still priced well. But sellers do have to be, you know, aware and be, you know, they have to be competitive and hopefully, um, you know, their agent that they're listing with is going over the comps with them and all of that. And it kind of, you know, making sure that they're positioned well. And, um, and then some people are like, well, if everybody's at, you know, for an example, $110 a point, I'm going to list mine at 105 or 100 per point. I want to, I just want to be done with this. Sorry. I I just want mine to stand out. Um, And then those are the ones that they get snatched up really quick. So the good deals are selling super fast. Um, Okay. You know, so yeah, but it is still, there's still quite a bit of inventory, although the red hot deals has, has helped alleviate that, but yeah, I'd still say it's a buyer's market. Okay. Yeah. All right good time.
1: <laughs> That's good. That's good. So it's a good time to buy. Okay. Trevor, Trevor, you want to do this first question here? Yeah. So, or Jody, um, is there anything else you want to... I'm sorry, Trevor. Is there anything else, Jody, you want to mention or promote before we get into questions or anything else you want to talk about specific to the resale market? I mean, I don't know if there's any other promotions going on or...
0: No. I mean, we, you guys are proactively asked. I mean, right of first refusal was a little bit of news and then the red hot deal. And again, it doesn't have to be necessarily a red hot deal to be a good a good deal but right now there there's a lot on the market and there's a lot to choose from and it's a it's still a buyer's market and that can change quickly if disney starts buying contracts back
1: except for animal kingdom with an april use year because i've been looking for <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's
0: always of course it's the one that you're looking for that's the one it's I everyone want, yeah. but that of course i'm yeah, having story of my life I'm
2: having the same problem with the uh, Polly june use year same oh, thing I, I see them i see them come every once in a while
1: but it's never like it's never close to what I want. Not a
0: good deal.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. See, that's the problem I have too, Trevor, because like I got a really weird contract when I bought my, the animal kingdom contract. I want to get rid of, it was a 110 point contract, which I feel like I've never seen one like that again. So I, for me to replace that, I don't want to go much higher, but I also don't want to go much lower. Right. So like really ideally a hundred point contract would be fine. 150 is probably too much. You know, like I really don't want to pay more, I want to kind of swap them so I have all the same use here. So I, I, I mean, I get it. I have a very specific thing that I'm looking for, and that's probably why I'm having such a hard time. But it's still, I'm still like, ah, oh, man, come on. <laughs> like, I what's know. gonna come yeah. up that will work for me? So, yeah. Th- well, I think-
0: app- sorry, I was sorry, just say the apps the best way to do that, which of course yeah. you already have. So
1: yeah, yeah, I already got the alert set up. I just, I'm just waiting for the right one. So, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> Trevor, yeah, what I are think we gonna
2: my say? issue is that I'm. Uh, I'm looking specifically for a 50 point contract, which I know is it's a smaller contract, right? And it's because I'm in, I'm kind of in the same situation as you, Tom, where I got, I got um, some direct points and then I got a resale contract and I don't need, I don't need another hundred points. I only need another 50 points added on, which Yeah. yeah, is it's very, I know it's very specific and it's very, I know that those contracts don't show up very often because uh i I guess disney doesn't like doing smaller point contracts which is kind of understandable because yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah i want to know how a 110 point contract existed i didn't even think you could do that like i did i I just thought everything was in increments of 25 you know no (laughs)
0: you could buy you know 62 points if you wanted to Um, i yeah
1: i just i didn't yeah i mean when i went before i bought it i was like i you know i just didn't realize you could do it like that so but then once i bought it obviously it was like okay well Yeah. When I I could do 110, but
0: (laughs) yeah. When I was a guide working at Disney, you know, we'd have to explain the point chart and they're like, Oh, I want to go at this time every year. And they'd buy like it would drive and I'm not like an O C D kind of a person, but when someone would you know, say it said you need four hundred and three points to stay in a two bedroom this week, and they go, okay, I'm gonna buy four hundred and three. And my head would want to explode. I'm like, no, just please buy four hundred or buy four twenty five. <laughs> four oh three is gonna make me crazy. It was the weirdest thing. It's just those odd contract numbers freak me out. I don't know what's yeah, gonna
1: change too, right? So, yeah that sorry. that bugs right.
2: that bugs me too is that you know knowing that year over year it fluctuates. It's like, I would never be that like, It's like I want exactly this amount yeah. of points. Cause yeah, yeah you know, exactly. next year, next year you could come up short. Right. Like,
0: right. And I, of course explain that, but you know, they just, yeah, people don't listen. right? They just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay. But it was always so unnatural and weird for me, but yeah. anyway. I get
1: that. I get that. All right, Trevor, you want to okay. do this first question here?
2: Yeah. So, uh, so Jeff uh, wrote into us. He says, uh, my sister's family, uh, two adults and two tween girls is planning a Disney World trip next summer and Alani the summer after. She's considering adding a resale contract to our our existing shared family contract for those ch- trips. I suggested she could sell the resale contract in roughly six years once her girls are in college. Any tips or suggestions on this strategy? Um, the shared family contract is their parents' contract, uh, their original direct contract, and all um, uh, Jeff and his sister were added to the deed a few years ago. So, is there anything, I guess, that you would suggest for them, you know, looking into something like this?
1: To buy a um, contract and then sell it six years later, that just feels, I mean, wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> don't, don't sell it.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah I, or you could rent out the points. Yeah, um, out the point. I mean, depending, you know, with the exception of maybe the last year or two, people could buy something now and sell it six years later and make money. So it's, traditionally not been a terrible idea right because the price of dvc has always gone up again with the exception of the last couple crazy years but um you know to buy but to your point with the way things have been lately and not having a crystal ball to buy knowing you're gonna knowing you're gonna sell maybe in six years maybe just rent points you know um but Mm. But, you know, but also they don't know for sure they're going to sell. I think maybe he just wants to know, and I'm the same way. I always want to know, do I have an out? Like, what's my worst case scenario? You know, if I have to sell or if I, you know, whatever, or if I want to sell. Um, so, you know, typically I, I can't imagine buying something now and six years later, it not, you not being able to at least recoup your cost. More than likely the price is going to go up. Um you know, unless something really strange happens, stranger than what's happened before. Um As far as if she does buy another contract, I don't know with that. I don't know that I would buy, I would buy it separate if I were her. She can, of course, yeah. they can pull their points together and all of that. And she can certainly let the other family use those points. In other words, I'm not saying it to be selfish, but, you know, if, if with the idea that they are going to have to, maybe sell down the down the road. I think it's a cleaner thing if it's just in her family's name, because if they want to match up the membership number and all of that, then everybody's got to be on her deed, sign it. And then if she goes to sell, it's just, you know, could be a hassle. So I would probably say if she does decide to buy a contract, have it kind of be in her own name. And again, of course, um, you know, use it with your family and, you know, transfer points and stuff like that. But um, I think it'd be cleaner if she did it in her name only. But I think she, at the end of the day, probably has to assess um, if she does really think she would sell, or if that's just sort of a, a cushion she wants to feel comfortable with that she can, if if she needed to. Um, but if it's if it's she's only going to use it a little bit, you know, maybe renting's a better option.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point. I actually wouldn't have. I, I, not that I wouldn't have thought of renting, but I, I guess my mind is always like, "Yeah, buy a contract." You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, maybe maybe that's that's where my head goes. But I mean, yeah. to your point though, you could yeah. they could buy the contract and then rent it out. But it it totally it and totally makes sense though to like do it in your own name and not add it to the shared family one. Sorry, Trevor, what were you going to say? I was just going to say that yeah,
2: you know, renting though becomes uh, you know if you if you're talking about hassle again, it becomes. It becomes an extra thing you have to do if you're going to continue renting sure. those points. So, you know, back to your original point, Jody, that um, you know, it might it may make more sense to to just rent the points themselves if it's only going to be they they know for the you know the next five to six years. Or, yeah, I I agree with you. You know, keeping you know the the less people involved, the better is kind of my opinion. Sure. <laughs> just because. Just because, yeah, you know, when you're trying to get signatures, or you know, when you yes. are ready to sell, it's it is easier.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I, and I know. Sorry, sorry. I, no, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was just saying, being you know, with what I do, when I see people um, selling and they have like their four kids on the deed, it, it <laughs> it's a challenge, you know, because they all have to sign the listing agreement, then they have to sign the sales contract, then they all have to get it notarized, the closing documents, and I mean, it's it's not a huge deal but i just like to make my life easier whenever i can and so yeah, yeah. i just think that's a little bit cleaner and and i'm with you of course i sell resale i think buying is always a good choice but if you're going to use it a handful of times i don't know that that's the smartest thing to do but um i think she maybe just needs to decide how how often she'll use it and for how long
1: I was going to say, you know, uh, a DVC rental store makes the process of renting out your points super easy, Trevor. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. or yeah. renting That's points. Not to use. be a chill for the sponsor, you know. <laughs> right, right. No, but I mean, tr- truthfully, when I rented out my own points, it was very easy to do. It, it was not that mm. much of a hassle. Like, it, it did not take me long to do it. It's very simple and straightforward. So, um, yeah honestly that's not even me trying to to sell you on the sponsor that's me telling you that was my experience so. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for
0: that yeah of
1: course of course um so trevor you want to read the next one yeah uh so chanda says
2: uh i i have a family of six and i'm wondering if renting DVC points to book a villa or suite would make more financial sense than reserving two standard rooms to accommodate our
1: group mm. I know you're the okay. resale market person, but uh, this is no, the rental yeah. question. But you know, no, you, know you know, about the rental stuff, so. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think if I'm understanding the question correctly, is she referring to renting DVC points as opposed to paying cash for two regular rooms? Yeah. Kind of seems okay. that
1: way. Yeah. So like yeah. maybe getting uh, like a two-bedroom or something like that to, for the family of six instead of getting two standard rooms.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I, I would do that. I mean, I you know, the two bedrooms are... I mean, unless you don't like your family that much and don't want to be in that closer quarters, um, which, um, you know, I can't say that that hasn't happened with me sometimes. Um, but if I don't know how they're what the family dynamic is. But of course, to me, a, a two bedroom is a lot more space with a lot more accommodations than two standard hotel rooms. I mean, you've got, you know, the full kitchen and. Big bathrooms and a living room and a washer and dryer and even if you don't use all those things, it's nice to just have that space to spread out. So, um, I would definitely say I would pick a villa um, over renting two hotel rooms. Definitely.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Just the, the the like you said the 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 actual benefit of the DVC room of the well, first of all, you know, depending on where you stay you know, you're going to, if you say like Animal Kingdom two bedroom, you get an extra bathroom. Right. So like, that's, that's awesome. Right. Right. Or, or, you know, like, and then you get the full kitchen, right? Like you can't, it's it's really nice to have that full kitchen and have that extra space where everybody can congregate. You know, where as opposed mm-hmm. if you do two different rooms, like you're all, you know, if you all want to hang out, you gotta, you know, go into one room. So, you know, yes,
0: tripping I, over each other. Yep.
1: Yeah, I, I've actually said on the show. So we we started doing two bedrooms recently when we go with family, and it's it's once you go to a two bedroom, it's kind of hard to Very. go back. <laughs>
0: Very know? yes.
1: Because it's so nice. The space is so nice and, and the, you know, the rooms are so nice. It's, it's just, it's tough. So I, I I'm a, I'm a big advocate for two bedrooms. So.
0: Same. Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, Trevor, you want me to read this one or you want to yeah, you go ahead. for it? Uh, So Tara says, what do you think that I know this, is this is going to be a tough question, Jody. What do you think is the perfect amount of points to own for a family of five who likes to go once or twice a year while keeping an average modern, a uh, modern modest budget uh, in mind? It, i i want to say this like my initial response to this question is it depends on how cozy you are with your family right that like, too yep. yeah d- i mean you could theoretically stay i mean there are some studios you could stay in right like but if you yeah. do you really want to fit five people in there not really <sighs>
0: <Right>. yeah <laughs> so, so there, there's a lot of quite you know questions i'd ask i mean i don't know if she's referring to three small children which you know or or are we talking about three teenage boys and a mom and dad. Yeah, in that's, which that's case. a big
1: difference. But, yeah.
0: but, but she mentioned a modest budget, So that would tell me a studio, um, probably. I mean, if you're looking at just dollars, right? A studio is yeah. going to be much more cost effective. But of course, um, we don't know which resorts, you know, oh, well, there's a limited amount of resorts that sleep five. Um, but so you've got that. And I don't know how many nights they stay. And, you know, what time of year, but I'd say, you know, assuming you're going for at least five days, twice a year, if you kind of pick maybe an average, I'd say somewhere at least 160, but maybe around 200 points would probably be what you can. I mean, you can always start lower and add on later. You know, you you can't buy a 200 point contract and get rid of 40 points, but you can buy 160 and add 40 or 50 points. So, um, but I, you know, I'd say just reach out to me or anybody else at the resale market and give us more specific details. And then we could kind of hone in on a, a better idea knowing the time of year and how many nights and all of that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say 200 probably is like a good yeah. place to go, right? Like, yeah. like that That yeah. feels like it makes more sense to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I mean, I... Go ahead, sorry, Trevor.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you know, just thinking about like you know back to the point of studios uh versus um getting like a you know like a one bedroom um i think the hard part there too is like you said it you know the the places that offer f- um studios that sleep five are generally higher point resorts right so mm-hmm. is it necessarily better to stay at a resort that you know like you're staying in a studio but it costs more points Good point. or just stay at a different resort where it you know you can, or, or where you can get a you know a one bedroom but you know yeah. it's it's less points or or, gotcha. or it's a, like, like it's the same amount of points right, right. but
0: like a one bedroom know. at old key west versus a studio at Poly. yeah that that's yeah. actually a really good point wish I would have thought of it <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah <damn> it's it. <laughs> it's worth noting there's there's six there's six dvc resorts that have that allow you to put 5 in a studio beach club boulder ridge boardwalk polynesian grand flirty and and riviera so yeah so that's it's yeah. worth noting um i you know for me it's like if i had f- five is tough right because like <laughs> even with a one bedroom they still only you know sleep five right so it's like and you're not getting that much more with a one bedroom so i don't know
2: i feel you are because they you they have the, the, the kitchen. kitchen yeah have yeah the kitchen. which yeah. I I think that little bit of extra space, like it's not extra sleeping accommodations, but I think extra space in the room, especially with five people. I, I don't know, personally, I feel like that is a little bit of extra value just because people can spread out and you don't all like you don't feel like you're stepping over each other in a studio. Cause I yeah. like we ha- we have done five people in a studio before and it kind of feels like you like you don't really have like room for for people to spread out necessarily, where you know somebody can be in the kitchen. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know. It's no,
1: yeah, we've done yeah. five in a studio before too, and it's it's rough. <laughs> like, so yeah, no, the mm-hmm. extra space does help you. It's just you don't have extra bedroom space really. Like, you have a door at least, you know, so there's yeah. just somewhat privacy. But it's like I feel like it's I don't know. I, I'd almost rather go to a two bedroom at that point, but then it feels like overkill, right? So it's like but, I don't know. Five is a tough spot to. The- be
2: with the, with the second part of this though is you know talking an average to modest budget yeah uh, yeah yeah true. yeah you know that that kind of breaks that if you go to a two bedroom
1: <laughs> and if, I mean, yeah. listen, if you have young kids like if they're all kids under you know ten years old, you could probably pull off a studio with five people, right like that's mm-hmm. not the end of the world but I mean it's it's not also not fun too because like you know, we took my daughter when she was really young and uh and we did a studio, but like you know, she went to bed at seven thirty. So it was like, well, what do we do? <laughs> like you know, yeah, small yeah. kids
2: need more space than you think.
1: Well, that's true because <laughs> it would have been nice to have a one bedroom at that point, so we could have you know put her in the bedroom and we could have still and you know watched TV or talked or whatever. Yeah.
0: Instead, definitely.
1: we all just basically had to go to bed at seven thirty. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so um, were probably
0: tired after spending the day at Disney. So maybe true. it worked out. Yeah,
1: that's that's true. I was I was <laughs> tired. Um, so uh, you want to do Daniel's, uh, yeah. Daniel's question here. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, um, Daniel says just bought a resale contract. Seller was an LLC. When I was offering the, the price per point, it felt like my offer wasn't being presented to anyone, just the major DBC resale market, uh, in brackets akin to a car dealership. I heard they have price guarantees to the seller. Is, this, is this true?
0: Um, well, that's like, I guess, two separate questions there. So to answer the first part, um, we do present all offers, definitely, unless, I mean, and this is a very tiny amount. Um, so it's, it's I'll mention it just because it, it was asked, but it's it's a minute amount. There are some folks who have multiple contracts with us. They know what they're doing. They know what they want. They know what they need. And they'll, we'll have notes saying, okay, to accept anything over this Um, For example, so we know what we can counter at and all of that. They don't want to be bothered um, and that kind of thing. So there are some like that, and that might have been the case here. Um, Also, full disclosure, we do own some of these um, resorts, right? Because Or some of these contracts because we do have that guaranteed buyback. So so DVC resale market will buy a contract back from somebody. We offer this guarantee for our sellers that if they don't sell their contract, um, well within 30 days, but really they can take advantage of it anytime. So there's always a standing offer for every seller and it's a number that we'll buy it back at. Um, you know, most of the time the sellers don't take us up on it because it's a little bit lower than, you know, what they could probably get if they sell it just, you know, on the market, but it's, it's a nice cushion that we have for them. So, um, but some of the so when we buy them back, we hold them and we have to resell them. So yes, sometimes the DVC resale market will own a few of the contracts, but it's not the majority of them. And then we'll know. And it's and I'm only mentioning that because he mentioned that they spoke to a manager and um, perhaps that's who we were nego- negotiating with. Right? Is is the um, our manager here who? is in charge of, you know, listing those contracts that we've acquired through the guaranteed sale or buyback, oh, okay. but it's a very small amount. But, um, but yeah, we, we do um, present all offers unless otherwise noted, like the example I gave where they say, you know, or some sellers will even say no offers below X amount. Um, so yeah, that, but they're all presented. I know that I've seen on some of the different forms and stuff that, um, People speculating that you know we don't present offers, or they you know I you know maybe they thought that their offer was too low and so it wasn't presented. But I can tell you we do. I just think sometimes the sellers get back quickly with a no or a, a counter, and maybe you know maybe the buyer feels like well that came back too quick or whatever. There you know um, it couldn't have been presented, but it you know probably for a seller it's an easy answer if. Maybe the offer is just way too low, or if it's if it's a great offer, they're going to come back. Yeah, great, right away. Some sellers we reach in five minutes; some take twenty four hours. So it just kind of depends. But we do present all offers.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I guess I didn't know that you guys had that that seller guarantee. I don't I don't know why I didn't know that, but <laughs> I maybe mean, yeah. because yeah, I've never sold a contract, I've only bought contracts. So. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it,
0: it's a good thing to have. It's a good yeah for sure. You know, it's like I said, it is less than what they can get on the open market. Right. And I tell most of my sellers, you know, cause they'll ask about it. I'll say, it's good to know that you have it in case something happens. If the yeah, yeah. market, the bottom of the market fell out, you know, then you've got this guarantee. Um, but, but, but you, you know, you can sell it for, you know, say market values, 150 a point, and we'll buy it back at 120 a point. Well listed at 130. You're still $10 more per point than what we'd buy it back for, you know, I, if you're in a hurry to sell. So I usually, you know, I try and get my sellers, you know, as much as I can for them without them having to, um, take advantage of that instant sale or the guaranteed sale, but it is a great, um, option for these sellers. And, you know, um, and, and, it, and I, I know that that's also been, it's been an issue in the past, recent past, because some offers have come in so, so low and um, it's under our instant sale. And so we've tried to explain, you know, from time to time to buyers, we, our company would guarantee, we we'd buy it back for more than what this offer is. So, you know, obviously if the seller's not going to take a number, an offer that's higher that's standing on the table there. They're they're likely not going to take yours. We still present it, but try and set them up to let them understand that we'd buy it back for more. So you're definitely going to have, have to come up um, if that's the particular contract that you want. So it's um it's a nice cushion for sellers. Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, that was so, a long so- answer.
0: Sorry. <laughs> No, no. Yeah,
1: that
2: was actually, great. <laughs> that was yeah. Great. You, you kind of answered uh, Jeremy's question at the same time there because <laughs> <was> actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, Jeremy was basically asking that: is you know, do you present all all offers, or is there like a low, you yeah, know, a, a low bar sorted. that, yeah, yeah? Which obviously not because you are still presenting them those offers, but um, yeah, like you said, if if it's below what your 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 guaranteed is, obviously, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I don't. I don't see why anyone would take no. the lower offer. No, <laughs> right.
0: that, that makes zero sense, right? Kind and, of
2: defeats the yeah. purpose. <laughs> yeah, and it's
0: hard because you know there's a lot of information out there, and there's you know a particular reseller that's known to have you know like fire sale prices, and you know we don't we 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 don't undersell contracts for our sellers, right? We we try and be fair to both buyers and sellers, and just for the record too. um, you know, we we don't work for the sellers and only we're transaction brokers, and we try and just make it happen. And and it's we're trying to be fair to both buyers and sellers. When I have a a low offer that's below our instant sale price, I'll still present it to the seller. They're going to know that it's below instant sale. I'll ask them if they want to counter, and you know, I acknowledge, yeah, it's a lower offer, it's under our instant sale price, but at the same time oddly the first person to tell a buyer this contract's overpriced. The seller's counter is not in my opinion, reasonable. There's others to look at. So, I mean, we do look out for both parties. I'll give you my honest opinion. If you, if you ask, I, I don't want to see anybody get taken advantage of if there's a better deal to be had. Um, I'll be the first one to tell them that, um, we do have those contracts that are the smaller contracts that are full price only. Um, Those we don't present because it's the seller has stated they do not want us to present offers. They listed it as full price only. Um, So those we don't, if that answers that question, if it says it, but it will have to say that on our listing description, it'll say, you know, sellers only accepting a full price offer, which is the case with small contracts and those red hot deals. Again, we lowered the price 10% less, at least than what our estimator said but it was full price only non-negotiable. So unless it says it, then we present it and there should be, you know, sellers should be set up to know that they have to negotiate. Got it. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Millie wants to know if you've heard anything about the Fort Wilderness cabins.
0: (laughs) Nothing new. I mean, they, they, they look cute. Um, they do. <laughs> uh, I'd like to stay in one um, when they open, but I, I haven't heard any new news. I don't know if you guys have, but we haven't. haven't heard, no. no, yeah, not a lot of gossip going on yet.
1: Yeah, so, I think Millie was hoping maybe you had some uh, old connections, scoop. but uh, you had some inside scoop there.
0: <laughs> you know, I have. Funny enough, I do have a lot of connections there, and um, <laughs> I just have failed to ask about that one. We, we usually get caught up with other um, maybe bigger gossipy items, but, um, gotcha. <laughs> but that one hasn't come up. So I'll, I'll see what I can find out next time I'm a, around my group. That sounds good.
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm excited about those. I actually might think about doing one of them because I, I, I don't know. I'm not a big camping person. So, but I would, no. I would rock a cat. I do a cabin. Yeah. yeah. Cabin. For sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah, camping to me you still have to have air conditioning and plumbing for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm not Swiping. sleeping in a tent.
1: Have,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, not especially in Florida. My goodness, yeah. it's so hot here.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trevor, what were you going to say? I'm I,
2: I was just going to say I, I feel like um, you know, you know, talking about gossip and stuff. I feel like the uh, the Disneyland Tower has probably been more of a focus yes. for things to
1: talk about lately than like like this is still too far out, right? <laughs> Well, yes, they haven't built anything yet, right? So like, Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, that was a, a big focus. And and of course the speculation on Polly is it gonna be part of the existing association and all that. So there's been yeah. a lot to talk about. And oddly enough, Fort Wilderness just hasn't bubbled up to the top just yet. I make... But I'll see what I can find out.
1: All right, all right. I like that. Um so Miranda. Sorry. Um, go ahead. Sorry, Trevor.
2: Sorry, what, I, I just want to circle back on the poly thing real quick. No, no,
1: go ahead.
2: Go ahead, um So I'm in the camp that I actually want to see it kind of how um, Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek got split for Wilderness Lodge. So do you, you feel like the, have
1: it's own association? What I thinking. do,
2: actually. Yeah. I, because I own at the poly, I actually don't. I feel it would be better if they weren't all one big thing if that are one big um Same resort association.
0: Okay. yeah
2: association thank you and um what's your opinion on that do you, do you feel it would make more sense if they rolled it together or if they kept them separate
0: um so if i look at the historical picture of what disney's done with um adding on it at a particular resort they've all with the exception of boulder ridge and copper creek have kept it the same association you know animal kingdom they put them together when they added the tree houses to saratoga springs grand floridian they did it um and th- I think the only reason why they didn't do it with Paul or I'm sorry, Boulder Ridge and Copper Creek is because the time frame it was just too spaced out. They're not going to build a new resort and have it have a 2042 expiration yep. or sell a new resort. Right. Mm-hmm. Polly's a new new DV- newer DVC resort. So it would make sense to me um, that they would keep it the existing association just following their old pattern. Now, we can all probably agree that Disney's made some crazy decisions of lately, you know, and, <laughs> and we, you know, the, who knows what what's going on with some of the decisions that they've made. So they could, you know, I guess what I really want to say is are they going to double down on what I think is a very bad decision with their resale restrictions? And, and, um cause they know it wasn't a good idea. It wasn't an effective way to sell the vacation club. It kind of backfired on them and they know that, so, but they can't go back and and say, okay, we ch- we changed our mind. Riviera, you know, everybody can stay there. Yeah. Because then they're opening themselves up to a lot of problems for the people who had to sell at a loss or whatever. So, so what are their options? Just to leave Riviera and Disneyland Hotel as these two oddballs, or at, or double down on their not so great decision and put Polly in there with it along with others. So, I hope it's not that. I hope they. I think it being part of the same association um, would help more members. I don't think people want more restrictions. I understand where you're coming from. Maybe if they made it a different association without restrictions, that would be probably a win-win. But um, I just don't think people want to see restrictions anymore. It just hurts the value um, when they go to sell, if they have to sell. You know, you don't buy it with the idea that you're going to sell, but it's given everybody who buys DVC peace of mind that they're not like every other timeshare where you got to pay someone to take it off your hands. So I, I, I'm not a fan of the restrictions and I don't think they were a good idea. And I hope that they don't do that with Polly. That's my two cents.
1: Trevor, wouldn't it being in the same association help you though? Cause you could buy more DVC resale and you only stay at Polly. So, but that would be yeah. helpful. Right. Like... Well,
2: well, I guess my concern there is that if, if they do roll it in that, like you said, I'm I'm in the the market for a contract right now, and my concern would be that if they announced that it was all part of the same association, that the price per point uh-huh. on poly goes way higher, which for me as a buyer
1: doesn't help. <laughs> you think so. it goes? Well, I feel like it would go lower because there's yeah, be more inventory, right? Like no? I was gonna,
0: if they do what Grand they did with Grand Floridian, and they had those crazy incentives that they had for Grand Floridian, if if you guys you know just to refresh your memory when they talked Grand yeah. Yeah. yeah, it, I mean, it drops like 20 plus percent the value. So people were s- scooping up the, it was um, almost
1: the same price with the incentives as resale. Like we, yeah, we talked so about it on the, the show, it was down. only a couple yeah. dollars off. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you might, yeah, be able to which one for depending on what Disney's incentives and pricing will be, you might be able to get a poly much cheaper.
2: Yeah. That that's a fair point. I guess yeah. I, I wasn't looking at it that way. My 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 concern was like I the Riviera wasn't or sorry not Riviera um, Grand Floridian was not them building like a net new space. It was taking right. existing space and transforming it. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm.
2: So uh, like my I, I guess my like I said my worry was that it, and actually I, I was kind of looking at it from like you were talking about you know the restrictions and stuff. I was worried that it was going to be like hey this is part of the association now, but it's got additional hoops and le- like, you know, how Riviera is. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. Like you, like if I'm going to sell or whatever, that it's like it, it that it I, I guess I just wonder if they would at like, if I bought in new points now, would they, would they ha- suddenly, like would those points suddenly have a bunch of restrictions on them because of how they've been doing the associations lately. Right. Like that's, that's kind of my concern with yeah. it.
0: <laughs> You'd have to find out, obviously, yeah. before you buy it. But um, I mean, they'll announce that prior to their sales, of course. But it's, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it. it I think it's going to be part of the same. But just again, okay. going off historical, what they've done in the past. But again, there's been a lot of new changes and a lot of crazy things going on with Disney. So who knows? I'm going to say it's 50-50 and make it
1: 50, 50 show. E- easy for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. so, so no one can yell at me later.
1: <laughs> so the last thing we have on here is for Miranda. And this isn't really a question, but I'm going to turn it into one. Okay. Uh, so Miranda said, I just started listening to your podcast. I'm so happy I found it. I want to learn so much about DVC. I want to be able to join someday. I've done the tour years ago, and it's just been something i wanted to be a part of and be able to convince my husband to join. So... Jody, let's convince Miranda's husband to buy DVC. <laughs> let's uh, how can we right? convince Miranda's husband to buy DVC? And maybe we can even we can even just talk about doing resale instead of instead of doing direct or, you know, and right. how we can save money that way. Or some some way. We got to convince Miranda's husband.
0: Well, <laughs> yes, Miranda's husband, first of all, happy wife, happy life. Come on now. Um, <laughs> but, we all know that, but um, But yeah, I mean, here's the deal. And we all know this, but Miranda, it sounds like she's kind of a newer listener. So, I mean, if you, DVC is not for everybody. So I'm not here to just sell DVC, sell DVC, you know, whatever. It is not for everybody. If you live in Australia and you come to Disney once every 10 years, you're the last person who should join the membership, obviously, right? Um, But if you're going to Disney on a regular basis doesn't mean you have to go every year, but if you're going at least every other year, could be every three years, but at least every other year or more, then you know you're spending that money anyway, you're just not getting anything from it, right? You rent a room, money's gone. Whereas if you buy into the resale market or buy into DVCs, you know, whether it's resale or direct, at least you're owning something. You you know, and once that's paid off. You know, it's like a house. Once your house is paid off, yeah. you're you're living in it for free, with the exception of the upkeep, which is your annual dues, you know, kind of to use a comparison. Um so You
1: know, Jody, I've never thought about it that way, but it's a good way to think about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or I or I use a car as an example too. Like once your car's paid off, you've still got to put gas in it and insure it, but the cost is so minimal. Whereas if you're always just leasing a car, you're you know, you're never done. Right. So, but a house is probably a better example because you don't no one owns a car for more than 10 years nowadays, but a house you have for a long time, DVC you have for a long time. And again, as we talked about earlier in the show, you can always sell it. If, you know, you change your mind and say, Hey, this isn't for me or, you know, we're going to go move to the Himalayas. We're never coming again, you know, sell it. And you'll probably make money on it if it's, you know, within a few years. So it, it actually makes financial sense if you're going on a, Somewhat regular basis. I mean, obviously, the more you go to Disney, the more it makes sense. So I just don't know what their situation is and if they how often they go. But you know, if they're going on a regular basis, they're spending the money anyway. It's just going out the window. I mean, don't get me wrong, you're getting nice trips and and making memories, but that money's not going towards anything, it's gone. So,
1: Miranda, I would say though, too, if you if you are, I think, the best convincer is to rent some DVC points and stay at a DVC resort, right? Oh, for sure. That's what happened to us, right? Like, we Mm -hmm. always stayed at value resorts, right? Like, we always stayed value because we were like, we're never in the room. Who cares? Like, whatever. And then we stayed in a deluxe on our honeymoon. It wasn't a DVC, right? It was just a deluxe resort. And we were like, oh, we can't can't go back to all-stars after this like yeah yeah, it's completely rude like you're like i I can't i can't go back to all-stars after this i i need to do this and the best way to stay at deluxe resorts is dvc so i would say miranda you know next time you go rent dvc points and and stay at a dvc villa. i mean that's the easiest way to do it is you know go to dvc rental store rent some dvc points at a at a resort you want to try out and uh you know that's a great way to try it out and also save money too it's not even like you're going to be staying at a deluxe resort at a, at a much lower rate. So like a
0: moderate or a value price. Definitely. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So Mm -hmm. like, that's a great way to try it out at least. And I will tell you too, Miranda, like, I've bought two contracts from DVC resale market. It is scary easy how it, uh, it how easy it is to spend <laughs> that uh, a large amount of money with DVC resale. It's like so easy. Yes, it's like it's shockingly easy. I <laughs> <laughs> like, and I, and I mean that in the best way, right? No, like, I know. It's just but funny. like the process is so easy, though. Like it's you guys send everything through like DocuSign, and like you just it's it's so easy to do. It's like so simple and straightforward. And like you give all the instructions, you make it as easy as possible. Like so. But I mean, if you're looking to buy direct to them, Miranda, like, you know, that's something you can do too. like, personally, I you know, for me, I love that I've gone the route of buying a direct contract and then buying my additional contracts through uh, DVC resale because because now I, you know, I get the benefits of, of direct and I also get, you know, the much cheaper contracts through resale. But like, you know, there's there's a lot that you can do to try to try dvc before you buy like it's it's one of those rare things that you can try before you buy right (laughs) like
0: yeah and she could also go i mean i don't know how we don't we don't know her background right but the other thing to do is go to the different resorts you know dinner reservations or go for a drink or coffee or ice cream you know just go check out the different resorts while you're there too and see what you you know compare what which ones you like best and and, you know, all that good stuff. But that's a good idea, too, is to rent points. And again, I always tell people if they think they want to do it, but they're nervous or maybe their spouse is nervous, just start small. I mean, don't start so small that it's not going to get you anything. But, you know, buy a small contract and you can always add on later, you know, too. That's absolutely, you know.
1: Yeah, that's how we started. We, we started with well, yeah, what we could afford at the time. And then we just kept mm-hmm. kind of adding on. Right. Sorry, Trevor. Go ahead.
2: Uh, i was just gonna say kind of like what you're saying jody is like so so we we initially stayed at the the grand californian and, and like mm-hmm. you tom you know we were like once we stayed there we were like we can't go back to value resorts
1: mm-hmm.
2: and um but then we um to your point about trying resorts when when we f- bought our first contract it was direct and it was again just a matter of timing and and our our uh guide was like you know here you know let's try the poly it sounds like that would that would work for you. And we didn't know that we were going to like the poly when we initially bought our contract. But then when we stayed at the poly, um, we just instantly fell in love with it. And then we were like, this is, you know, we made the right choice. This is where we're staying. Um, to your point, Jody, I, I I feel like, you know, somebody like Miranda, if they're, uh, or she's looking around, you know, like you said, you know, go, Go have dinner at some of these resorts, and you may find that you know one just clicks with you the right way, mm-hmm. and that's where you buy your points. So yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I had never checked at Riviera until uh, Trevor and I were actually together down at Disney World. Mm-hmm. And we we were on the Skyliner, we were like, let's just hop off at Riviera and like walk around, right? And so we did yeah. that, and I was like, ooh, I kind of want to stay at Riviera. This is nice. Like this is this feels very fancy. Like I kind of need to stay here now. I mean. I'm already on a mission to stay at every DVC resort at some point, And I'm only like Riviera and beach club away, but, um, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it, I, you know, I, to your point, you know, get, get do reservations or just wander around to these different resorts too. Like, I mean, that's what Trevor and I did. We were just on the Skyliner and we're like, Hey, we're stopped here anyway. Why don't we just hop yeah. off? You know? So, um, yeah. So I think that's great advice. Yeah. So, Jody, Good. that's all of our questions for you. Is there anything else you want to mention? Um, and, you know, of course, let us know how people can get an, get a hold of you, uh, where they can, you know, ask you questions or, or reach out.
0: Sure. I mean, um, you could reach out to myself or anybody at the DVC Resale Market on our website, dvcresalemarket.com. Um, slash Welcome Home Podcast. Yeah, right. Uh, and Sorry, I had, I had to go for it. Hey, it's your podcast. You, That's right. you get to do whatever you want. I'm just here for the ride, and uh, um, you know, and you know, we we have our bio on there. I, I mean, I don't need to rattle off email addresses and phone numbers, but I don't think. But you know, just go to com. My name's Jody, but anybody on our team, we're all great to work with, and um, be happy to answer any questions, especially the folks that were nice enough to send in questions to for me to answer. If they want to follow up with me on those, feel free to reach out. I'm Jody at DVCResaleMarket.com. I guess I'll go ahead and say that. It's easy enough, but um, but yeah, no, thank you for having me. I feel like I rattled on longer than I should have, but thanks. <laughs> no, for not I'm at all. No, not it at was,
2: all. It was great to have you again, Jody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank yeah, thank you, you so thank much. You. <laughs> thank you for being here. We we appreciate it.
0: Well, thanks for having me.
1: So thanks to Jody. It was good to have Jody on again. We haven't done a DVC oriented show in a little while. So. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. It was, yeah, it was fun. I, I, I feel, you know, I, I know we, we kind of threw a couple of <laughs> interesting questions, but uh, no, that was, that was fun. I I felt, uh, I, I hope that, you know, everybody can put in questions, you know, got uh got an answer that they wanted out of it
1: (laughs) i feel like every time we have somebody from world of dvc on the show that like i learned something new about dvc or about Mm -hmm. resale market like i just i feel like i'm always learning new things so which is like it's a good thing i guess i mean i listen we we talk about this all the time that you know we're not the dvc expert show right like that's not us like there's other shows out there where you can go to get the minutiae of DVC, right? Like the, the, Go do that. That's fine. We're regular people that own DVC that know how to use DVC and know, you know, I would say most of DVC, right? Like there's just like little tiny rules and things like that, that we probably don't know. And that's fine. We're cool with that. Like that's, you know, that's just not our show.
2: Yeah. I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there is, you know, I don't, I don't want to dive down into the depths of DVC. I want to, know how to practically
1: use a dvc and i i, I think that's yeah.
2: i i think it's good
1: <laughs> yeah i think most people just need the basics right like <laughs> you don't need to know like all the crazy rules and stuff so but why don't we go ahead and do our very appropriate ad for uh for dvc resale market <laughs> <laughs> all right as if the last hour was not a, a an, an ad for dvc resale market but <laughs> we'll do our yeah. ad anyway
2: <laughs> yeah 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 it's fine So we have DVC Resale Market, which is a part of the world of DVC Company, and they're the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand like Jody seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market, where over 90 percent of listings sell within 30 days. In 2022, DVC Resale Market helped over 4,400 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to DVCResaleMarket.com slash welcomehome or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 382-7767. Sorry, is that? I... <laughs> yeah, 382-7767. 382 <Yeah>, <laughs> I, I, I had a moment. I, I couldn't read that correctly. There There's too many sevens. <laughs> um, okay. But when you do speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you.
1: Yeah. I mean, you talk about seven days a week. Jody's Jody's here on the weekend talking to us. So, you know, they're they're in all the time. You can you can contact them anytime you want. And they'll. they'll, Oh, yeah. they will answer. So,
2: yeah, I know when when I bought my contract through them, uh, they were they were very responsive. And yeah, you know, you know, obviously, um, you know, you know, different times of day because you know, some of us have jobs. <laughs> and <laughs> We we can't be, you know, buying DVC contracts in the middle of the day. So yeah, they, they are very accommodating for that.
1: <laughs> I just want to say, like, I hope nobody like listens to the show and thinks that there were just like shills for like DVC resale market. Like legitimately, Nick was one of the first people on the show. Like yeah. we I, I almost feel I don't want to say we owe them a lot. But we, we do in a lot of ways. Right. And we have we worked with them. We bought contracts from them. They have been amazing to us. Right. So like, for us, we have this partnership with them, and it's and honestly, I don't think they w- we would have them as our sponsor if we didn't think that they were the best ones out there and doing the best, you know, DVC resale and rental store business. So like, you know, we're not going to send yeah. you guys to a place that does, and, is is shady. You're not doing the right thing, right? So like,
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, a little little bit behind the scenes, we we've yeah. had other people in the past um, approach us, like not. Not other like DVC sales places, but we've had, you know, people approach us with like, you know, hey, you know, check out this thing you know, we can sponsor you and all that kind of stuff. And because we didn't know what it was or we didn't like, like, like you said, you know, we, we didn't trust it because we didn't experience it ourselves. We were like, nah, we'll pass. So
1: sell this um, uh disney themed blender remember that yeah <laughs> yeah, exa- yeah that, I, that's exactly what i was thinking of is you know i'm
2: not gonna go and sell blender. a blender that i know nothing about yeah um just because somebody told me at school so yeah,
1: that was that was a funny one um <laughs> yeah. listen i i presented it to you guys you know it's yeah we, we decided to get yeah, so it, but
2: <laughs> so yeah just a little behind the scenes for everybody yeah you know we yeah. we're, we we aren't saying this stuff because just because you know that you know we we're being transparent, they are our sponsor. But um, you know, the reason they are our sponsor is because we we genuinely like the product that they
1: put out. So yeah, and they're just know, good take people that for what there. it is. Yeah, they're yeah. just good people over there. They they've been really good to us and really and really kind to us. And listen, a lot of our listeners have gotten to know you know, like Derek and a lot of the other people that work there. Like mm-hmm. I mean, there's a there's a whole community formed around this whole thing. So. It's uh, yeah. I I just don't. I I always feel weird like when we're talking about it a lot because I'm just like, ah, oh, we're are we sellouts, Trevor? But I'm like, I don't think we are. <laughs> no. Like, I I don't think we are. I think it's just you know something we believe in and we talk about it. So. Like
2: like we said earlier, you know, I I I enjoy the fact that you you know they will come and talk to us on the show and we get lots of insight into the market that we don't necessarily you know you know just us looking at it ourselves we would never know. So.
1: Yeah, because you're talking about, I mean, like every person basically that works at DVC Resale Market was a DVC guide at some point. So, like, they know the product, they know the inner workings, they know all of it, right? So, like, you get so much experience there that it's, it's, and we just get such an inside view that it's, it's really, uh, I, I, I always love having them on. And plus, they're just fun. I, yeah, I, totally. we always like when anybody can come in the show and have a good time and like get our vibe and, you know, <laughs> like that's always cool. And Jody's one of those people that just gets it, you know? So, yeah. So anyway, we'll talk about some food. Yeah, let's. I, love food. I, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wait a second. Wait. You, what does that mean? What is beca-
2: that? Because mean? Y- you always find like the most. Like I would never Random look food. for this link. Like <laughs> I, I know you love looking up the food, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm okay. not like right. I'm. I, I get it, and and I enjoy talking about it too. But I would never. I would never know what's going on at the Contempo, the Contempo Cafe. Cafe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Which for those that don't know is in yeah. the contemporary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh listen, okay. Do you want to go more behind the scenes on how I find the things for us to talk about on the show? <laughs>
2: I mean that's up to you if you <laughs> I... <laughs>
1: I mean, if basically if Disney parks, if Disney posted in the parks blog, then, you know, I will, I review the parks blog and this is one of the things they put in the parks blog. So, and listen, I like to talk about food. So especially, you know, when I look at this mini cinnamon roll, I don't think I've ever seen a cinnamon roll dipped in chocolate. And part of me is like, I don't know if that would be good or not. But part of me is also like, I love cinnamon rolls and I like chocolate and this looks like a delicious cinnamon roll. So I don't know. (laughs)
2: It's, I I mean, I've, I've had various, there's actually a place in, in Calgary where I live that actually does like crazy cinnamon rolls. So I've had, I've had cinnamon rolls with all like, like they do like a shortcake cinnamon roll and stuff like that. So cinnamon rolls are actually a very good delivery mechanism for, (laughs) for just uh, like all kinds of stuff I find. Um, and, And yeah, so chocolate on a cinnamon roll, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And You know the fact that it's mini themed, exactly. Like the this is you know me. You know I'm I'm always talking about you know visually you know you know making it look Disney, right? Oh yeah, like it's because you know there's lots of times where they're like you know hey here's this thing, but you know you know it's just a cupcake, but you know yeah we put like a little like you know a little not even not even like anything fancy. It's like a printed wafer on it or something right like yeah this looks like there was some effort put into it that you know they they dipped it they've got the uh they've got the the mini dots and all that (laughs) the
1: fact that you said printed wafer there's one literally the next picture is of something with a printed wafer.
2: yeah i i did just see that with the goat
1: Um, (laughs) Uh, well and also the so first of all there's a chicken a spicy chicken sandwich here that looks delicious right like a Pepper jack, chipotle, arugula, seasoned tomato, dill pickles. Okay, that sounds delicious, right? Um, I'm not even gonna talk about this tofu dish because ew. Um. <laughs> uh, hold up, hold no, up, no, 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 no. But what's Go. wrong with the tofu dish?
2: I don't think, uh, t- uh, tofu's gross. That's no, not <laughs> tofu's good.
1: Yeah, it's, I know. Listen, I'm making all the vegetarians out there mad at me now. It's fine. Well,
2: I'm I'm not a vegetarian, but I still like tofu. It's all right. well, it. I mean, I, I guess. I eat enough the, the thing about tofu is um it's it's kind of a blank slate so you can do a lot of different things with
1: it yeah that's that's fair yeah. that's fair well i I'm more looking at the monorail smore brownie which uh is yeah. a brown first <laughs> that's of all very good I, I love I a like smore that. brownie, and the fact that it has a solid white chocolate monorail car on the top of it this is perfection right mm-hmm like I want that <laughs> It's a fudgy brownie with graham cracker crust top with marshmallow cream and chocolate decor, which is the chocolate decor and the, you know, the monogram. Yeah.
2: yeah, the it, it's a it's a nice uh yeah, you, you know, somebody took some time to do some molded chocolate and then and then the white molded chocolate as well, which Yeah. I'll I'll be honest, s'mores are not my favorite thing.
1: Oh, see, I was just going to say yeah. I will eat anything that's s'mores. Like literally, like that th- the combination of marshmallow, chocolate and graham cracker is like my favorite combination of anything.
2: Yeah, you see I I would I'll actually pass on that most of the time oh. but you know be, because it has the monorail on it I'm I'm actually I would maybe be interested different. in it because okay. of that so just so, so for me it's the monorail. visual stuff yeah
1: I mean I feel like and maybe this is just my immature brain working right but I feel like when I eat that white chocolate monorail that it has to be like the monorails going into the tunnel. That is my mouth. <laughs> it's like, come on, monorail is going into the contemporary. Ah! <laughs> so my immature brain. Um, and then the thing yeah, you were every, talking every about. Every kid, you're right. Well, like ah, yeah, every child oh, and me yeah, and me. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is, is again, they're doing more five-legged uh, goat themed things. Um, so again, if you don't know about the five-legged goat, uh, Google it but um or there's go the, to the
2: contemporary where or just, just yeah all this go, food is that we're talking about
1: <laughs> go to the contemporary and look at the mural the iconic uh mary blair uh you know mural that is is right in the uh it's not the lobby the the contemporary but it's it's on what the whatever floor that is i don't even know what you would call that area but it's it's there yeah. go find it um and there's a five-legged goat there but lately they've been like leaning into this because it's like a like a classic disney thing it's like a almost like a, a disney fan easter egg you know
2: yeah it has its own thing around it like it's yeah. it's, it's just an iconic disney thing at this point
1: exactly yeah
2: I'll, I'll admit you know they did try you know they they gave us a fruit tart but <laughs> they they did exactly what i was talking about which is <laughs> um you know they, they took a they took a like a was it a white chocolate Wafer, and they yeah. printed the five legged goat on it, and put it on top. And uh,
1: they were just, you know, know, part of me is like, they were like, oh, we've got this tart, we're going to sell it. The Contempo, what? Should, how should we make this contemporary themed? Yeah, throw yeah. the five legged goat on there. Just you know, throw throw him on there.
2: i mean i I would have felt better if they had at least like done like a stencil or or, like like you know piped it onto the top or something it just the 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 fact that like i know for mass production it's easier to do like the printed thing because they can do them in bulk but i don't know it just feels lazy to me a little it's fair
1: it's fair yeah i mean especially when you have the, the 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 mold of chocolate of the monorail right next to it right like it's yeah Give me a molded five-legged goat in 3D that I can eat.
2: Yes, yeah, I, yeah, even, <laughs> yeah. Even even a molded five-legged goat would be better.
1: Yeah, give it to me in a, a white chocolate, just standing on top of the tart. <laughs> yeah. It's probably harder to do than a monorail, I guess. But and then, really, that's the only things I wanted to talk about on this. The rest are just like you know, cookies. You, I mean, strawberry lemonade sugar. Yeah, you don't want
2: to yeah, talk about the Jack Jack cookie num nums cupcake.
1: <laughs> that okay? So listen. <laughs> Most of the time, Disney does a lot of work on these things. This one feels... You want to talk about lazy? This one feels lazy. <laughs> okay. You don't think so?
2: Well, oh, so, okay, reading up on it. Um, so It sounds it, delicious. It does. It's a, it's a chocolate cupcake topped with chocolate chip cookie dough mousse, which I don't know how you make cookie dough into a mousse. But I'm, 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 then,
1: I'm interested though. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yeah. And so,
2: and, 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 you, you know, again, they're using the same thing where they've got like the printed Incredibles logo on the top, but, um, this feels a little more inspired because the cupcake cake as a whole actually looks like, like the cupcake has some Incredibles design to it. It like, it's, okay. you know, it's the red the and the black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the, sorry, but looking at the tart is that could be a tart from anywhere and they just dropped
1: the, the, yeah, they could like literally over, sell right? the same tart anywhere else in the parks and just exactly. take off the five legged goat. Yeah. yeah. So so I, I give the Incredibles cupcake a little bit more of a pass
2: because All there right. is some investment in it.
1: But like listen, <laughs> yeah. also red food yeah. coloring is like the worst, right? Because if you get that on your shirt, it's never coming off, right? Like yeah, you, that's
2: <laughs> you'll know every kid that's had this cupcake because yeah, their shirt yeah. will have and their
1: face will be stained, stained for it. hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um I mean the only only other one too, there's a churro cookie, there's a kitchen sink cookie there's a strawberry lemonade sugar cookie which sounds that sounds delicious but yeah yeah i mean yeah, outside so. of that yeah just a couple things i like talking food you know so and that Chip. but yeah
2: yeah so go, go to the contemporary if you haven't been there in a while
1: and now we have halloween food at disneyland at disneyland specifically yeah. i should have put this in the disneyland category but you know i had a food category i had a disneyland category they're two separate things so mm-hmm. i you know I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? All
0: right. (laughs) Can we talk about
1: these already? Um... This was newly posted, but some of these things look familiar to me.
2: Well... So we've seen similar things to these, I think, okay. Be, because we we talked about other
1: Halloween food. We talked about Disney World, right? Yeah. So just, I mean, but they usually do try to differentiate, though, right? I mean, they do, and, and they actually have. They're like because
2: yeah. the last list we were looking at, um, I remember I was commenting on on how everything was like black dye, yeah. stuff like like it was like the buns were all dyed black and everything. I'm not seeing that for the Disneyland stuff. It's, it seems um, like they're
1: going like a spicy route. Like it seems like they're yeah. doing a lot of spicy things, right? Yeah,
2: and, and and yeah, we found that in the last list as well. We did. But, um, yeah. th- there's not as many. Um, it seems they're not as heavy on the black dye in Disneyland.
1: That's that's <laughs> true. That that is true. Um. Oh, uh, by the way, going back to what you were talking about before, this little moose cup where they just threw a Darth Vader uh, chocolate mold in the top. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: just like. Meh. Okay. Let's throw a Darth Vader in there. We're cool. Darth by chocolate. They've they've had that a lot though. That's that's been around for a long time. So that's not a new thing. Um, <laughs> what else we got here? Let's. I'm,
2: I'm looking at the. So it's. I don't know if there's actually a picture of it, or if this is the the picture of it. There's a, and vampire alien macaroon. Okay. Which the, the green alien macaroon filled with salted caramel buttercream, chocolate ganache, and brownie bits. But I don't okay. know what makes that vampire.
1: I don't know where you that, are, um, but uh, I don't see a picture the top. of. It. Yeah, I don't see a I, picture I'm, of it, so that's unfortunate. Yeah, I feel like we need a picture of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's uh, actually, yeah, I guess it should have been in the because there's those first
1: four pictures like with yeah. the
2: Darth Vader thing is, but it, like they, they've there. listed a bunch of things below it.
1: They did, yeah, yeah. I want to know, what is what is this thing? Is it a pumpkin churro funnel cake? Okay, but I don't like pumpkin, though. If it was just churro. Is it pumpkin or pumpkin spice? That's a fair point. Oh, no, it's pumpkin ice cream on it. Oh. No, Mm. I'm out. (laughs) I'm I'm not sure about that. But here's all the spicy stuff, though. Red pepper cheese, onion rings, red pepper cheese fries, red pepper cheese sauce. Everything at Hungry Bear is red pepper. That's I don't know okay. if that's spicy or if it's just, you know. I mean, well, I, I would assume it's got some spice
2: to it if you're if you're advertising yeah. as red pepper.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Uh oh, we have another one. I we need to come up with a name for this, Trevor, of just like the like okay, it's fine. <laughs> like now you know what I mean? Like we need to have a name for when they just throw something on the top of a dessert. The, <laughs> the
2: minimal effort.
1: <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. Now it's fine. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, an attempt was made.
1: Um, <laughs> an attempt was made. Now yeah. it's Disney themed. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, I'm trying, or, or is which one is it that has that little,
1: uh, I-, I assume you're looking at that,
2: is that yeah. tr- Trifle, I guess? I guess so. They're not exactly clear about what's what on these uh pictures, no, they really aren't are they? there's the cream puff, yeah, I guess that must be the pecan caramel trifle, okay,
1: yeah, what is even on that? um what is the character that's on that? I can't even see it
2: yeah it's
1: it's weird what, what oh, I think it's Mickey as a bat or Minnie as a bat, maybe. <laughs> i feel like i see a mini and or mickey face and there's maybe a dress there and then there's wings no (laughs)
2: uh oh yeah you're right yeah it is it is mini
1: it's vampire mini is that what it is okay all right that's that's weird (laughs) it doesn't look right that's That's weird it's just like like, that's weird that does
2: not look right
1: (laughs) it's yeah it, it the printing is not great on that one yeah um what else we got here? Let's, let's just, let's just scroll down and see anything that like, uh, catches this our cake, attention here. Th- this the cake monster is monster awesome. cake. Yeah. Wow. Like yeah. that. I,
2: I know you would just buy a slice at a time, but like just seeing that in a, uh, that's cool cake. Like, yeah. um, and this is a, this is at the Plaza Inn, which is, um, is that in, that's kind of where, um, no, sorry. I have it backwards. Yeah. Plaza Inn is where Plaza Inn is in Disney world.
1: Mm. I believe.
2: um, yeah, but so so like yeah, you know, walking by if you saw that like in the like in the confectionery case. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, I mean, how how many kids do you think would uh have their faces pressed up against the glass looking at that thing?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Um I'm also just going down here too. Again, we're going with the spicy the spicy chili dog. Mhm. Uh premium hot dog type with uh, topped with spicy chili, nacho cheese sauce, spicy spicy brown mustard, spicy corn chips. And a fried serrano pepper, just chilling on the top of it, right on top. (laughs) Just chilling on the top of it. I just feel like I would die if I ate this. I don't. I do spice. I like spicy, but like not super spicy, right? Like I don't go like, I don't know. Yeah,
2: a little. There's there's a threshold, right? Like like it's like if it if I'm not against really spicy, but if the flavor gets destroyed because of the spice then uh, yeah i don't want
1: it like i (laughs) i i I
2: want the spice but i also want to be able to taste my food
1: yeah 100 percent. right yeah so i'm just trying to look at what other the new stuff there is here the
2: next one here i'm trying to figure out if it's how the i feel like it's just the lighting that they did on it and it's not actually green but the the potato leek soup oh yeah um, in the sourdough bread bowl um it, it looks very cool. Like, it's got, like, the green and the purple and everything going on. But I wonder if that's just the lighting it on could it, just be it's lighting. not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, all I know is I'm all about this graveyard banana funnel cake. I, I knew you were going to say Dude. that. Dude. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you
2: you want to hear something weird that I discovered? Um because this thing's got candy corn on it. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Not a big fan of that. But <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so so my we were um, a couple of weeks ago. We were we were out of town, and we um, we had stopped by a candy store um, in in Canmore where where we were staying. And my son grabbed a bag of candy corn, and my wife and I both looked at him like, "Are you serious? <laughs> like, why why would you get that?" And he's like, "I love candy corn." And we were like, "What?"
1: Yeah, yeah exactly we were, we were like, my wife likes candy what? corn too actually she, really she does yeah yeah yeah, my, my so I, yeah.
2: yeah <laughs> I I know there's you know there there's there's two types of people i guess those that like it and those that don't but you know i <laughs> i i just don't get candy corn like i i even tried it again just to see if I, you know maybe my my impression of it was wrong and I still don't like candy corn so you know, <laughs> you know the 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 only thing about this funnel cake is that the candy corn is
1: I'm 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 ambivalent to it. Like I'll eat it every once in a while. Like if it's around and I'm like in the mood for something sweet and it's all there is, I'll have one, right? But it's mm-hmm. not like something I go out of my way to get. But this banana funnel cake, it's a classic funnel cake, which by the way, this funnel cake is huge. I don't know if it's just the picture, but it looks huge. It looks big, yeah. Yeah. Topped with banana cream, chocolate cookie dust, Halloween candy, whipped topping, and sprinkles. Dude, I want this. Like, I want to fly to Disneyland right now just to get this. <laughs> like, totally. Well, yeah, you, you should go to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. I need to go. I need to go. Uh, what else we got here? Okay, what? what, um, what? I,
2: I I got another one here. Um, this this oh. so this is in Tomorrowland, and it, it's kind of interesting that it's in Tomorrowland. But I get it because it's you know it's close enough to Fantasyland. Um, the Royal Raspberry Delight, which is a it's a, um, red queen themed dessert, which oh, okay. I, I, yeah, I have not seen a lot of, um, like, especially Alice in Wonderland stuff. And yeah, yeah. further to that, you know, the red queen, it's, it's a, um, it's a chocolate tart shell filled with chocolate mousse and ganache topped with a uh, red and black, a red and black raspberry mousse glazed dome, which right. just looks awesome. Like I, I love it that. Does. And like my, my wife would be like, she would be in line for this because she loves <laughs> Alice in Wonderland and all that. Like, that's, that's very cool.
1: <laughs> See, I thought you were going to go with this blood orange slush that looks like blood running down the side of it, which is kind of cool, but yeah, it's I, also basic, but you know, it also, yeah, I, I mean, very Halloween themed. Yeah. It, it, I,
2: I would probably grab one of those on the way by, but like, I think my wife would be lining up for this, uh, this raspberry delight.
1: <laughs> that's fair. No, it's, it looks very cool. I, and I know you're tired of themed uh, churros, but uh, trick or treat, <laughs> sweet churros rolled in shortbread sugar, drizzled with caramel chocolate sauce, and topped with Twix. Twix, that's oh man, I'm, that's different. I'm, I would eat the heck out of this. Dude, <laughs> that looks so good. It looks like a giant Twix bar. <laughs> it's like it looks so good. It's like
2: Twix Inception.
1: It is. This <laughs> is the second <laughs> episode of the row. You you mentioned Inception. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I know. Um, oh, well, well, it is. I mean, they're they're playing with inception here, right? They are. They Twi- are. Yeah. Twix on dual Twix bar churros. I yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: oh man, okay. they're having I, fun with it. They are. They are. There's an orange creams uh, uh, one too, which also sounds good to me. Um, see, I like a yeah. variety of churros. I like specialized churros. You know, give me give me all the specialized churros you got.
2: Yeah, my only thing is, is that I want to try everything, and if I You know, if I filled up on churros, then I don't have room for anything else.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Oh, I remember these ghost pepper nachos from last year. I'm I'm a little bit further down. I remember that. I remember having those. I remember talking about that last year um, because that is a returning one. They do have an Ursula shake this year. This
2: in uh, California Adventure that you're. Yeah, you're.
1: Yeah, the Ursula shake. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to figure out which one it is, though.
2: Oh, and okay. I I just went further down and there's all (laughs) Cozy Cone Motel is doubling down on the candy corn stuff, too.
1: Yeah, I just uh... I just skipped through most of that stuff because it's just like, "Ah, you know, I'm good. We're cool. I'm looking for the new stuff because we talked about, uh, you know, if it's not new, we talked about it last year. Right. So (laughs) I want to I want to know what what new stuff they got going on, which, you know, there's a fair amount. I, I need to know what's on top of this, this, this hamburger at, uh, at, a uh, at smoke, smoke jumpers. jumpers. Yeah. So what?
2: I'm, I'm betting this is the ghostly double burger you're looking at. Yes. So, so double beef and soy chorizo burger with provolone, ghost pepper, black bean spread, avocado crema, cabbage, pico de gallo served with crinkle cut fries.
1: Whoa. But it doesn't say what the thing on the top is though. What the heck
2: is that? that? I, yeah.
1: <laughs> it looks like a fried uh, locust. <laughs> like, what is that? I wonder
2: if that's the, is that the tree? Maybe that's the chorizo.
1: No, it's, it's a chorizo burger, though.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess, yeah, it would be on the, yeah, I don't know.
1: What, the, what in the world is that? <laughs> or, is that
2: bother- like a, or is that like a fried... Ghost pepper, maybe,
1: maybe I don't know. All I know is there's not a single thing on that that I would eat, (laughs) except for the provolone. (laughs) I would, I would eat some provolone. The rest of it, get out of here. I don't do avocado cab. None of that. Get it all out of here. (laughs) Uh, That's too bad. I I bet that, I bet that would be good. You think that would be good? Yeah, I I would try that. Yeah. Wait, they have a barbecue chipotle turkey leg. They're doing. I know. I just skipped really far down. (laughs) I feel like I've never seen them do a different. Like I feel like it's always just the standard turkey leg.
2: Maybe they're branching out into different flavors of turkey leg now.
1: I mean, let's make it messier. Sure. Why not? <laughs>
2: like, is, is chipotle usually messy? Because, I mean, the, the, the turkey leg's are already, like, barbecued as it is.
1: Yeah, so but it looks sure. like it has, like, a sauce on it, though. Like, it right. looks like it has, right? It looks like you'd come away from that with, like, extraordinarily sticky fingers and a face covered with sauce. I'm okay. just, I mean, I that's mean, what I'm guessing, right?
2: I mean, we... we, we previously talked about you know the kids
1: eating the cupcakes you know
2: coming yeah. away with the you know red icing like what's the difference
1: <laughs> it's fair it's fair yeah all right i i there's way too much left on this and i think we need to end this conversation <laughs> yeah
2: yeah you know i i mean yeah they're they're actually yeah because it goes all the way into like downtown disney yeah stuff as well which I, that's I, like a whole other
1: yeah let's 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 end it with popcorn bucket talk. Okay, so okay, just yeah. if you scroll all the way down here, they have the mm-hmm. Donald candy corn one, which they've had before. But then that's the
2: sipper, It's not. Yeah, a,
1: that's yeah. the sipper, Yeah, but then they have they have. I think this is a popcorn bucket where it's mini uh, as one of the characters from. Um, uh, what is it from? Uh, what's the, what's that movie called? Hocus Pocus.
2: Oh, as um, oh, what
1: uh, Winnie? What's that character? Yes. Winnie, yeah, yeah. This is a zipper. Mi- Mini as a sipper Winnie. Too. This is yeah. <laughs> Mini has This is zipper though too, but it lights up. But I have to say, again, extraordinarily cool. This is like a showpiece kind of. I mean, yeah, really detailed. They're getting crazy with these sippers and 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 popcorn buckets, man. Like so detailed.
2: Yeah, like we talked about last time when we because uh, we we talked about the uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas popcorn yep. holder. Is, you know, a
1: popcorn holder, holder, holder. Yeah. it's not a popcorn bucket. It's a, it's a it's popcorn, popcorn, holder, popcorn holder, holder, holder. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, you, you know, yeah. Like you said, you know, it's great that they're getting more and more detailed, but yeah. When does it transition from being, you know, like a, like a, a sipper or something into, you know, something that's too complicated that like one, you don't want to put a drink or put your popcorn yeah, yeah. in it. And two, it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know where where is that line when it's too fancy, right? Okay. I'm I'm yeah. I'm not against it, but I'm also like
1: not like for it.
2: <laughs> well well it, it it becomes it hits a point where yeah. you know I, I think about when I'm in the park and it's like you know what I, for certain things it's like yeah I would go back and get that and take it back to my room, but if this was like a like a lot of these things are meant to be you know you take it around the park with you and it's like if if this is you know you know something like the this mini sipper, um. If it's too fancy, you know, I don't want to worry about, you know, you know, do does it accidentally get left on a ride? Do, you know, does, yeah. you know, you know, it, like you spend enough money on it that you don't want to wreck it.
1: Well, and meanwhile, do you want right? to put a sticky li- liquid in it at all? Right. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't probably. Right. Like I don't. Because unless
2: you're staying somewhere that has, you know, a kitchen or a kitchenette, like it's not even, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. not 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 all hotel rooms can you you can necessarily easily clean something like this out if it is getting all sticky right like
1: exactly yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying like even the like so if you remember when i was when you and i were together at at the meetup i bought this skyliner popcorn bucket right and that one's cool but it's not like these ones that we've seen recently right the ones that we've seen recently are like crazy detailed the popcorn the one the the skyliner one is a functional popcorn bucket like it's it's pretty big you can fit a lot of popcorn in it, like so I didn't really care about getting that one dirty, right, but like some of these ones that are you know the the twenty eight dollars and they're like really nice looking and they'd probably be impossible to clean you know i i don't know I'd probably not put popcorn in them or drinks in them i don't know just me
2: yeah yeah we we actually we got um a couple of years ago, we got some uh, for the 50th, we got some Mickey Mouse sippers. And when we got them, we actually didn't like we got the drinks separate from the sippers. We never actually used the sippers. Yeah, exactly. And that's the way. And it. we just we just brought them home and they've never they've never been used because like when you look at the inside of them, um, like you said, you know, cleaning them is is not going to be easy. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, let's move on from the Disneyland food. Let's talk about two meet and greets that are, start, are coming up. So, we, we talked a while ago that mm-hmm. an Encanto meet and greet was coming uh, with, uh, with Maribel, which my daughter will personally be extraordinarily happy about. Um, and that we now have an opening day for that, which is September 15th. So, that's exciting. Uh, and that's taking over the former location of the Merida. Uh, uh, meet and greet over right by uh, what cosmic rays over there?
2: Yeah, it's ca- kind of in between, or or like the walkway from between Fantasyland and Tomorrowland, going yeah. towards the castle.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I anticipate very long lines for this. Um, I mean, oh, even yeah. Merida had a long line, and I mean, I feel no offense to Merida, but Encanto's bigger, way bigger, and I just think it's going to be a huge meet and greet. Um, so bell's more relevant right now. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also they announced that Bruno will be showing up in the uh Disney Adventures Friends Cavalcade. So that's kind of cool too. So they're gonna have a Bruno a character, uh which is which is neat. It would be cool if they did more of the characters too, but I I you know, listen, we got Maribel, we got Bruno. I get it.
2: Actually, yeah, though that, that you're right. That would be neat if they had, you know, more of the characters from from Encanto as part of the, uh, the
1: cavalcade, right? Like, yeah, like I feel like Luisa would be a really cool character to have, right? Oh, totally. Like, yeah. yeah. Like that, yeah. that's the character I want to see is Luisa no, no offense to Mirabelle or Bruno, but like, I feel like Luisa could be a lot of fun, right? I,
2: I think all of them could, because they all have yeah. such very unique personalities, right? Like it, there's, you know, in something like a cavalcade, you know, it's, it's something for everybody.
1: Right. Although the one kid you couldn't really do cuz he's a shapeshifter, right? So like how are you going to represent that, right? <laughs> so, I mean, he
2: has his, his his norm
1: his regular form, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do we know that's his regular form, Trevor?
2: <laughs> oh, don't don't go down the rabbit <laughs> Uh,
1: yeah, don't go down the hole. The, the,
2: the, there's a whole weird fan theory about that he he wasn't Wait, uh, really? Ki- yeah, yeah. I've, I have not I've,
1: read this. I was just kidding. <laughs> there, there
2: was that that you know. Once the magic went away, that like he his his um his uh ability started freaking out, and then you don't see him for a little bit. Oh, and it's like, yeah, they're, they're again. These these are weird, like fan theory things that you know. You know, maybe he's not, or because it's Camilo, Camilo.
1: Yeah, Camilo. Do you think they named him that because it's close to chameleon and chameleons? Yeah, that, that, that was that, exactly that the that? intent. Yeah. I didn't know his name so until you just said it. So I was like, okay, yeah. that makes sense why they yeah. named him that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but-
2: yeah, yeah it just yeah, cra- crazy fan theories around it. Yeah, don't don't go down those rabbit holes. Conspiracy. I've not <laughs> dug not
1: deep into the 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 Encanto conspiracy theory subreddit. So <laughs> it, it wasn't
2: it wasn't a deliberate thing. It was more like just it kind of hit though. my it, it hit my news feed, and I started reading, and I was like, I shouldn't be reading
1: this. <laughs> um, I yeah. I think this is going to annoy Disney World fans because once again, Galaxy's Edge is getting a meet and greet that. It feels like it should be in both places, right?
2: I'm kind of jealous of this one, too. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Did you talk about that? So uh, uh, Ahsoka Tano is going to be meeting guests in Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland only. So just before anybody gets excited, you cannot meet her in Disney World. Which is
1: crazy to me. Why? Yeah, it's only (laughs) Disneyland.
2: Which, you know, Ahsoka is such a cool character, right? Like...
1: Yeah, I mean, they have the full makeup and outfit and everything. Like, this is what Galaxy's yeah. Edge was supposed to be in the first place, was like these kinds of, you know, like people walking around, right? Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, though, listen, they did the Mando one at Disneyland first, and then it, it eventually ended up at Disney World. So maybe it will eventually end up there. But this also feels like they're just doing it to promote the the show. So, but, what, but why would you not promote the show in both parks, though? I agree. listen. I agree with you. Right? I, there's got to be a reason why, but it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's
2: yeah. I, I'm sure, it, like it, it does, kind of make sense from a business standpoint that you know it's probably a matter of testing it first, and and like you said, you know, maybe maybe it's easier for them to test some of these things in, in California than it is to test know, maybe. in Florida because
1: yeah. the the scale is different, right?
2: Um, yeah, like, I mean, but I
1: feel like the scale's similar, though. I don't know; it just doesn't make sense to me.
2: Yeah, well, especially because of the fact that Galaxy's Edge is mirrored in both parks, right? Yeah, like it's that, the same park. Where, yeah, I mean, it's the same land. Yeah. yeah, but but I'm talking like overall, like in Disneyland, it's like yeah. the size of Disneyland is not as big. So maybe from you know a standpoint of casting and stuff, that you know maybe there's something behind the scenes that that makes it easier for them to to test things in Disneyland, right? Yeah, maybe. And, and also, to be fair, the, the general vibe in Disneyland, like you've I don't know if you ever ran into this in Disney World, because I, I thought they used to do this kind of stuff where like you didn't have like the designated meet and greets. It was just the wandering characters. Yeah, yeah. Um in Disneyland, that happens like we we ran into like the evil queen and the mad hatter and stuff, like just just walking around. Like like they don't they don't have a designated place, they're just wandering the,
1: uh, the lands. Right. And um, so at times they've done that a little more at Disney world. Right. But it's, it's less of like walk up and take pictures with people. It's more like they've had Winnie the Pooh running around Epcot trying to catch butterflies or like we saw Chip and Dale at Hollywood studios and they were behind the fence and they were doing like a picnic and a whole bit. Right. But like, like they weren't wandering, but I, I feel like the most you see that at, at Disney World is the country bears, right? Like you'll see the country bears wandering around, but that's yeah,
2: yeah, I yeah. guess yeah, you're right, yeah, country, yeah. So so it's like that, but there there's more of it in Disneyland. So I guess yeah. you know maybe maybe that's part of why they're they're kind of testing it out there because the the environment is more um, more adapted yeah. to it, I guess is the best way to say it. Like like they're just used to that kind of thing happening in Disneyland.
1: They do kind of do it at Galaxy's Edge though, at at Disney World, where they just have they have stormtroopers wandering. They have, yeah. I think Mando wanders. I don't. I don't know if Mando stays in one place or if if he wanders around too. Um, But I thought he want like every time I see a video of it on the internet, it looks like he's kind of wandering and people are just following him. (laughs) You know, like yeah. Unfortunately, Baby Yoda is so Grogu. Sorry, is so popular that you just really it's hard to. It's hard to manage that kind of crowd, right? Like
2: Yeah, and, and that may be the same kind of thing that they're kind of feeling out with this is that, you know, Ahsoka is like I know that the new the new show is coming up and that's why they're promoting this and that's why this is happening. But, you know, for anybody that, you know, watched, you know, clone wars and stuff, like like ah- Ahsoka's kind of a big character now like
1: is, is this gonna get you back on the star wars show bandwagon by the way or are you gonna watch this show, trevor because i know you're kind mm, of you were star wars out but i know you really love this character and you loved rebels so
2: yeah yeah that's the thing is that th- this is falling into that same line as rebels and stuff so i'm i'm definitely curious about it i, I don't want to say that you know i'm gonna sit down and and watch it necessarily but um i'm i'm not immediately writing it off like i have some of the other series that they brought out recently <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw positive first impressions, but yeah, it, it, it is just very interesting to me that they're not. They just don't do it in both parks right away. Like it's just, it's just strange. But yeah, I mean, it even says on here that she'll be roaming the streets, so it's not even a like you said, it's not a designated meet and greet. She's just going to be roaming. So, yeah. which is cool. That's I I, I like that. I, I you know honestly, that was like such a cool experience for my daughter when. Chip and Dale were just playing like in the park and like just fooling around. Like it made it real for my daughter. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, like to her, it was Chip and Dale really there playing, right? Like even though, like, and the meet and greets are great too. We did obviously did those too, but like it was, it was just like a different thing, and it was like it was almost like the the return of like a lot of the street atmosphere stuff, where it's you know it's it just I don't know, feels different. I, I, it I like it, no, so I,
2: I know exactly what you mean, because, you know, same thing when our son was very young, you know, being in Disneyland, we did have those interactions with characters where like, yeah, we were in Fantasyland and like Alice and the Mad Hatter wandered by kind of thing. And, yeah. you know, you know, my son, like we tried to like we didn't like hit him with every single Disney movie before we went to the parks. But, you know, we we did watch certain ones like Alice in Wonderland and he kind of like like he did that almost like wait this this is real like <laughs> yeah,
1: this, this wait, but wait i thought this was just i thought this was fake i thought this was on my tv yeah it's real. yeah like
2: like well not yeah like you know you know just that like child child wonderment of like like oh th- this is beyond just you know the cartoon that i watched on tv
1: right yeah, like, yeah exactly yeah yeah
2: so yeah
1: yeah no i, I agree uh and so one last Disneyland update and we can just do this really quickly but mm-hmm. um despite the fact that uh Splash Mountain still closed while well, it's you know uh going uh turning into the uh turning into the uh Tiana's Bayou Adventure attraction next year um they are going to at Disneyland open Tiana's Palace uh restaurant uh on September 7th so um that's a quick service that they're reimagining uh, i i i see the the concept art in this article that i sent you but i've also seen real pictures of it and it it does look really cool mm-hmm. like they did a really oh, faithful I, representation of it
2: I, I mean it like if you've been to new orleans square like yeah i know it'll fi- i know it'll fit and i know it will you, you know that they, they basically like you said you know they 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 pulled it out of the concept art and out of the movie yeah and yeah, you know, I I think, you know, as much as people get on like, well, you know, they're changing things and whatnot um, or, or feeling like they're taking away stuff. I, I think this will very quickly become adopted as just a part of New Orleans Square.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Which I, I think it, I think it's that perfect nexus of, you know, bringing in the new but also not completely destroying the old stuff because cause like it's still going to be New Orleans Square. But this is good. Just like. It'd just be like, oh yeah, there's the quick service, which is Tiana's Palace, of course. Like, it
1: just fit <laughs> with the existing theme already, basically. Yeah. Like it just kind of mm-hmm. perfectly fit. So, yeah, yeah. So that's that's opening soon. So, but I that's that's September seventh. September seventh. Yeah, just yeah. a couple weeks here, right? So yeah, can't believe we're almost into September already. It's crazy. Wow. So no, it is crazy. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's all we got. Why don't we uh, Why don't we wrap this thing up? This is a right. this is a fun show today. Yeah, for
2: sure. Um, all right, so as usual, you know, if you guys have any questions for us, you can always reach us at welcomehomepodcast@gmail.com. At we we love getting your questions and uh, you know, you know, just hearing you sharing your own experiences and and all that kind of stuff. So you know, you know, you can always find us there. Um, also, if you, if you prefer to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook as Welcome Home Podcast. Uh, same on YouTube. On Instagram, it's welcome home picks. So you can find us on on any of those platforms. If you're on Facebook, you can look at uh, our Facebook group, which is called Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, it's a great place where a lot of uh, our listeners love to hang out and chat. And you know, at the at the beginning of the episode, you heard you know our listener questions. Uh, a lot of those come from from Facebook. Uh, so um, you know, if if you want to get in on the group, you know, c- come check it out and see what. uh See what everyone's talking about. You know, if you want to just, you know, talk about more DVC and, and just Disney stuff in general, it's a great place for that. And if you'd like to help support the show, you can always go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and check out our different merchandise, uh, you know, T-shirts and mugs and all kinds of great stuff. If you're looking for, for you know, maybe some shirts for your next trip to to the parks, um, you know you know, grab a couple on there before you go. Uh, and also we do have a Patreon, uh, which is patreon.com slash welcome home pod. Uh, that's another way that we, we have, uh, you know, people that help, uh, help support the podcast and Patreon does have exclusive, uh, um, perks that you can only get on Patreon. There are, it's a different, um, logo design for, for the welcome home podcast logo that you can only get on Patreon. And, um, also if you do support us through Patreon, it does get you access to our Discord server, which is yet another place that we have a lot of uh, great fans that we, you know, we love to talk to and we have more intimate conversations just because of the way Discord is. So, yeah, um, if if that's of interest to you, um, you know, please check that out. And last but not least, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, leave us a five star review. It does help more people. Uh, find the show just because of the way algorithms work. And um, (laughs) if you are listening on iTunes, um, you know, you can leave us, you can write us a review and, and we do see those reviews and uh, we do read them out on the show here because, uh, you know, we love, we love hearing from your guys and hearing what you think about the show.
1: So yeah. Like this one from one last today. Great DVC podcasts. Love the podcast when they discuss DVC and WDW related topics. Especially love that the hosts have families with different aged kids as we have a nine and two year old and know that different ages affect how we vacation and how we spend our DVC points. So, well, they also said would love if the thirty-plus minute non-DVC portions were less frequent, but I can skip through those. <laughs> that, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, like yeah, yeah. I, yeah. she said, WDW-related topics. Though, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we talk we talk about all those things. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe she means non-WDW portions. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I
2: don't know. I don't know. I mean, you, you know, we, or he, we are he. I
1: don't know. I, she or he. I don't
2: know. <laughs> we are, we are a Disney focused podcast but that doesn't mean that everything we talk about is disney because you know like we said you know it it is more about our family experiences and kind of how we all have have experienced disney and dvc right so exactly and other things too
1: (laughs) yeah but thank you so much for the review uh one last today whoever you are i like that that's an interesting uh screen name i like it uh so (laughs) one last today thank you we also Just have Most Magical Mom, Uh, Balance and Fun, Good Balance of Disney Topics, DVC Updates, and General Conversation. Thanks. We'll take it. (laughs) We like to have general conversation. (laughs) (laughs) We, We like general conversation, so... Uh, but besides reviewing us, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so, uh, so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. Also very important, Trevor you ever talked about, uh, about algorithms, also very important to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you know, it also helps people find us as well. Uh, so you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, also on YouTube and on YouTube Music. Uh, if you, that's the way you like to uh, listen to podcasts, you can listen to us on both of those places, all the new episodes uh, going forward. Order on uh, YouTube and YouTube Music. So check that out. Uh, just search for Welcome Home. You'll find us. Reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. As such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative or a Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. A huge thank you again to Jody from DVC Resell Market for joining the show today. Really enjoyed having her on. Reach out to her for your DVC questions. She's Jody at Market.com. And then, you know, of course, if you're looking to buy or sell, dvcresalemarket.com slash home. Very important uh, that you do that. Um, and then uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion and, of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon.
0: This is Skipper Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. We
1: do a huddle when we hit a chair. How she can cuddle is no man's affair.
0: I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Eee, look out! Here comes my. Bob-